We're here with Ron Felica. Ronnie. We're here with Robert Van Kuren. RVK. Bobby. And together, they form... Redreamers. Redreamers, baby. They're going to play a song for you. What's this song called? Kill the Noise. It's called Kill the Noise. Kill the Noise by, by Redreamers. Here we go. One, yeah. <laughs> two, three, four. I think I have a way of this dilemma. But you won't let me show you the way. I just heard another ricochet. Back with more from the Redreamers. 
Don't say the. Don't be saying the redreamer. It's not the redreamer. No, no, it's just redreamers. Come on, guys. They're not a 60s pop band. Okay. Talk to you soon. Daddios, we're here. You might be looking down the barrel of the last episode of the year. Did you hear that little bass? Wow. It went. I'm sitting here with Robert Van Curen. That's right, baby. And Ronnie Felico. Ronnie Felico. Ronaldo. Okay, let's uh, hear a little fancy guitar, Robert. All right, baby. And that's what you're looking for, and that's the quality that my fans come to expect when you tune in. I just want, sometimes I like to just take a second and listen to this song. Jesus Christ. And you can do all that on this Casio, is the thing. That's why it's the demo. Because if you work hard enough, you can do this song live. Look at that. Oh my god. And now, welcome to level four of Sonic the Hedgehog 3. <laughs> Alright, guys. How are you doing? How are you doing tonight? Who's Tails? Who's Knuckles? Who's Sonic? Pretty good. I don't want all of us fighting over Knuckles. Tails. I don't, I don't even know who those people You'll are. You'll take Tails because you can fly. Tails. Yeah, Tails is good. Ron? Well, of course I'm Sonic. That's it's kind of a given. Yeah, the blue guy is always the lamest in the cartoon. And from that time period, the 80s, 90s, like... Yeah. You got Leonardo from the Ninja Turtles. Oh, I'm so Leonardo. You got Cyclops from the X-Men. They're always the, eh, the, a, like, a, the guys a, you hate. I'm the blue a, guy. I'm you more always of a Wolverine than a Cyclops. The, the, the blue Power Ranger was a perfect example. It, it, exactly. It was, it was underwhelming, but it was supposed to be the best. Absolutely pathetic. <laughs> I actually knew the green Power Ranger. He bought a refrigerator from my dad. At Tommy? Tommy, yeah. Was this before the white Power Ranger? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. He was the green. He, he was the white Power Ranger also. No, he was the green. When you met him. He what? was the green, but I, I, I always knew him as the white Power Ranger because he would always drive around town in this white Mercedes Benz. So you met him, so him, in the met him while it was the white stage, yeah. yeah. Oh, was that what it was? Because before he could play the flute with a helmet on somehow <laughs> through, a, through a knife. And that was always incredible to me. Like, who is this guy that... He had a ponytail. I remember that. Well, I used yeah. To, and I used he had to his see famous flying round kick. Yeah. What and he was fucking Kimberly. Uh, totally. The Pink Ranger. Oh, yeah. yeah I saw them together. They, she was... Wow. What do you mean you saw them together? Yeah, she on the show. Freak, no, I, I'll know in, in person because they would film all the time at my dad's uh, Sears. Ask my dad about it. We'll call him right now. Call him. Call him right now. Yeah, that would be great. So right now, Ron is calling Father Fellow. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's so true, uh, Cliff. I Don't do that. impersonations of your dad. You're not good at it. I, I do impersonations. No, stop it. I'm going to rub your face. I remember no, when the power stop it. came in all the time. 
It would buy refrigerators for me every day. <laughs> Stop it. Ron is trying to do uh, funny, and it's not good. Oh, we got the funny police here. Watch out. Um, Call your crazy fucking I'm dad. I'm calling him right get now. Him on the phone. He's your dad Shut too, the man. hell up. Come on, don't lie. We're brothers. Don't lie. He's your dad too. Oh, okay, so um, this is bad. Ron's trying to be funny you, now. Can you please give Ron, me just, dad? <laughs> please give me dad. Don't wow the crowd, you idiot. Just fuck him. He's in the bathroom. What are the chances he's in the bathroom right now? Put on speakerphone. Let's see. I gotta put you on speakerphone, okay? Yeah. Let's ask, see where he's in the. Where's bathroom. dad? Let me. T- I don't want him to be in the bathroom. Talk to me right now. He talk to him. I'm putting you on speakerphone. Excuse me, mom. You gotta go. You gotta go. That is true. That is true, mom. When you gotta go, you gotta go. Are those? Let me. Let me ask you. Let me ask you this, mom. What type of words of wisdom do you have for me today? Five. Okay. Everybody in the coming home from, from somewhere. Mom, why are, Okay. Okay, we, we, we appreciate that. Yeah. Um, but I wasn't planning on going to the 405. Not with my body anyway. Like Most likely I would get in a car and try to drive on the 405. Although I have yeah, walked. You won't, go you won't go anywhere. It's just like headlocked. Okay. Can you get down to the bathroom now? Okay, um, that's not how it works here. I, I want him on the phone right now, please. Excuse me. Yeah, Where hand him the going? phone. Please, can you please hand him the phone? Can you do that? The only reason I'm being so insistent is because um, we're on the air right now. Okay, Dad, okay. We need the story on the, on the Power Rangers when they came into the store. They bought the... Okay, because I'm on Cliff's radio show right now. He doesn't believe me. So I told him, I'll call my dad and get him to relate the story to you. So can you please relate the story about the Power Rangers who, who uh, bought the refrigerators from me? And how yeah, well, it's been a long time. It's been a long time ago, but uh, I remember one of the Power Rangers came in and bought a refrigerator for me. Was it the guy with the ponytail? Yeah, the guy with the dark hair and the ponytail. Yeah, uh, we Tommy. saw me. We Tommy. Yeah, we saw him all over town. And one time, we actually saw him with the actress that played Kimberly. I I remember I was so excited. I was like, I I can't believe I'm seeing these people in my mall. I don't know if. I know. I saw him at the car wash. I'd see him everywhere. It was like, I can't get rid of this guy. You know? Yep. Anyway. So I just wanted to confirm that with you, Dad, and thank you for uh, cooperating with my story. Hi, Ron Sr. Miss you. How you doing? It's Al DiCello over here. <laughs> <laughs> it's great to hear your voice. I'll... Yeah, if I may, to the audience, uh, there is a commercial from like the late 70s. Is that that? Early 80s? What time? Uh, This is 1975. 1975, there's a commercial in Italy. And it's a wine commercial. And it's the the fattest little chubby Italian guy, short, balding, wearing a ridiculous white suit. And he has just gorgeous women everywhere swarming around him. And his name is Aldo Cello. And that's the 
That's the advertisement for the wine. He's he's running around and uh, he has uh, you know women everywhere, and he's got this little bit of wine in his in his glass, and you think, oh, I want to be just like Aldo Cella. If he can do it, anybody can do it. And that was my nickname given to me by Ron Senior. Aldo Cella. Oh, the balls on this wine. That's right, baby. I'm still doing it. I got this little belly, and I'm just taking it all over town. <laughs> baby. Well, it was so great to see you, or talk to you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Love you guys. Bye, we'll guys. talk. We'll talk soon. Okay, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks, Dad. All right, he hung up on his parents. All right, we're going to come back. We're back live. We're back live. We're back live. With Robert Van Curen and Ron Felicio. Felico. Okay. Get the hell out of here. I had to physically punch Ron just now to fight him. All right. (laughs) Sweet Felico. They know you, Ron. They know more than they ever hoped to know about you already. I know. Come come on in here, you beauty. Okay. So, Robert, tell us a little bit about your background. Tell us about... I want to hear from Robert. What's the deal with Redreamers? Where does this project come in in your timeline of projects? Tell us a little bit, bit about yourself. What are you doing with this project? So for, for Redreamers, for me, it felt like uh, a collection, a, collect, a collective, you know, like a drawing to just express yourself with all the things that you're hearing as, as minimal as possible. So in this case, it was just two members. And it just kind of grew from that and to see how we can orchestrate the colors. And it, and it was like... Taking it represented taking your dreams to uh, try different things you never tried. When, how long have you been working with Ron? Oh my gosh! Wow. How did uh, you meet Ron? I met. Let's Ronaldo, start at the beginning. Uh, it was all the way in the beginning. I met Ronaldo probably when I was about seventeen, no, eighteen. Twenty. Okay, twenty. Maybe. Yeah, I was 26. Anyway, it was I was really young, uh, but he was selling meat to um, one of the best uh, attorneys. Criminal attorneys, yeah. Yeah, defending the wrongfully accused. And, uh, he, and we, we were playing music in the garage at the time. Um, jazz, I got turned into jazz. and But then later, a year or two later, I met uh, the Nagorski brothers and Ron at a rehearsal studio in Van Nuys. We had a uh, a jam, and uh, we it, it was drunk. It was glorious. There was there was weed. There was people on the floor jamming. And don't yeah. Forget, don't forget uh, our good friend uh, Lucas crawling up the first night I met Lucas. This is not a joke. This actually happened. Who's Lucas? Lucas is the drummer. Does anyone know Lucas? The tall. Yeah. Where's he so, from? He's from the a- the band the Atma. Guy? The yeah. the Atma. The Atma had a re- they were you know a studio. They had a good little following in the valley. Yeah. As a as a like a I don't know what kind of band. What would you say their genre? Kind of like it was very sublime like and uh, 
three-piece kind of. It was like it was like a more aggressive Sublime, I would say, almost chili like peppers, almost like Sublime. Chili Peppers meets Sublime. It was good. They were a good band. I honestly thought if, if they would just have kept going, that they would have been really successful. Anyway, my point in saying this is, Lucas, the first time I met him, I have never seen a man do this, and I hope I never see it again. He crawled up on, like twenty feet high. 20 feet high like I don't even know how he got up there he's already really tall and lanky it's like how did that guy even get up there he got onto this fence and he ripped his pants down and showed everyone his hairy butthole he was a butthole shower and I, I, I so now that's what's interesting so he used to show his butthole to everybody as a sign of hello a first I've meeting. heard about this and the, the most epic was at half court at Chatsworth Park inside the uh the gymnasium the, in the middle of the basketball court. <laughs> people from all over the valley, you know, kids around our same age. He was he was a little bit older and a little bit more uh, uh, asshole showy, you know. Yeah. So he showed showed his asshole, head through his knees, and, and blew the blew everyone's mind. It was amazing. And now he blows minds with his drumming capabilities yeah thank god he's a great drummer so giving up all right well this isn't we don't we'll get him on here if we want to hear more about lucas but uh yeah someday so maybe not how i met ron we would then play the show in in a project of mine called invisible animals oh yeah that that band was amazing thank you that was an incredible band is there any way for people to check this out? There are on we are on uh, iTunes. You'll oh, find yeah. Denial and uh, Collider posted. We work with Sylvia Massey on that. Yeah, check that out. Sylvia Massey, like... give them some. Yeah, give them, give the audience uh, a little taste of one of the producers that you work with, like pretty much exclusively, right? Like you've worked with her a bunch of times, right? And. You know, in, in whatever capacity I can, and I, I do, we've, um, I've done recording with her as an engineer as well as an artist. Um, which is pretty... Always am- learning from her. Yeah, which is and pretty you've amazing. Got your, and you've got your studio that you run run everything out of. Where's the studio? Do you you book people? You recording I, I, people? I, I am starting to pick that up more at studios in North Hollywood. Studi- You've got so much amazing gear in there. I'm bringing on board Brian Asenzo, who used to work with Aspen Pittman at the Groove Tubes um, location called Aspen Pittman Recording. Um, oh, nice. So he is, um, since Aspen died, we'll start to open up and do more business together. Hell yeah. And just keep the torch going. Yeah. All right. Good old well, Aspen Pittman. What's going on? Are you guys out playing? Are you recording? What's going on with the Redreamers? With Redreamers? We try to just keep writing, man. Like, like we've written in this past uh, week since the song that we wrote for the that kind of, uh, like, almost like a benefit concert thing. Because what, what we want to do with this song, Kill the Noise, is we'd like to, um, like, donate it to the families so they have something, you know, to kind of represent. Um, what families? The families that were affected by the school shooting that happened a couple of weeks ago. Uh, in Saugus, yeah. In Saugus, yeah. Victim, families of the victims. Because my family was, was, was actually very good friends with one of the victims of the shooting, the, the little boy that um, he actually, he was taught by his dad to really like take care of people and, and be courageous, which is great. Um, his dad was, I, I think, either Navy or I want to say Marines. I'm not sure. But anyways, um, and then his mom was in the same church as me. 
and my family. So we all, we knew them and unfortunately we knew the kid. The whole service for his, um, like, um, I don't know, if it, it celebration vigil. of life or whatever what it's called. It was on NBC.com. So, you know... So I expect all the people who listen to this to go rush over, get on M- MSNBC.com, and check this thing out. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's not well, MSNBC, it's just NBC, NBC.com. We hope that it brings awareness, and, and the, yeah. re- the references in the song are both um, personal, everyone can relate to, but also specifically a nod, um, perhaps a... a a creative explanation and and a way to let go as you listen. Beautiful. That's gorgeous, guys. Now, I've known you guys for a long time. Uh And one thing about both of you Uh is the food expertise. And when I got people on this show, when I'm on tour and I travel... Over all these years, I, every, every new place I go, I ask, where's the best food? What's the best thing? What, what do you love here? So let me ask, start with Robert. Okay. What are a couple of your favorite food places? Let's start with like a Thai food place. Um, uh, Th- Thai food place? Yeah, yeah. A- a- in the, eight, in the uh, valley? I would say there's, there's really only two. Thanks, Ron, for beating them to the answer. Um, Anna Jack, and in, in, off of Cedros and Ventura, mom and pop, been there for thirty years. Amazing. Oh. They, sh- uh, they treat me like my my parents, my Thai parents. What kind of what kind? What's their and specialty? I always love the green curry. Green curry, amazing, amazing. What's the place called again? Anna Jack. Anna Jack. Yes. Yep. And and so. I've, I've had discussions with them about other restaurants, and they've oh. sanctioned the approval of a one that I go, a couple that I go to. Um, but Kratai is awesome; they're open late. Oh no, Kratai! Did you hear what happened to me at Kratai? Uh, I had to write him a bad Yelp review. Uh oh! I got uh, the um, uh, what soup did I get? The white. Mushroom. Oh, Tom Kakai. Tom Kakai. Yeah. Tom I got that, and I I was so hungry for it. I got it home, and I went in, I scooped in, and I had a felt something in my mouth that was weird, and I pulled it out, and it was a whole piece of yellow rubber glove. And I was I started vomiting because all I can think of was the sweaty glove that was somehow in my soup. And it happened to you. And it happened to me. And it was in my mouth. I those things you think will never happen to you. Yeah, yeah. And so I was like, and I just yeah, I almost died. So I, I called him over there and I was like, hey, I got a glove in my soup. And they're like, well, why didn't you just bring it back? I'm like, because it's already one o'clock. Yeah. In the morning, and I came all the way to get it, and I'm already home. <laughs> way far away. Yeah, and so she just was like, well, sorry, too bad. And, I, and she was irritated with me for uh-huh. even mentioning it. So I went on, and I wrote a bad review. I It hurt to do, yeah, because I, I love the place. It's just... Yeah, I had to do it. <laughs> so um, what about for um, best Indian food? Uh, Taste of India and Anarba. Where's Taste of India? Taste of India is um, at Stern and Ventura by like Woodman. 
in Sh Sherman Oaks. It's killer. Um, and then, uh, yeah, Anarba. There's two. There's one on Louise Ventura, and then Fallbrook and Ventura was the first ah, one. Ah, that place is good. That place is good. It makes my tits hard when I have that mango chutney drizzling all oh, over the I, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I get a little mango chutney to go, and, and me and Erzo take it home. And have a little fun with the mango. No, we don't. But you could. You could easily do that. Have a little. Take that mango chutney home. Have a little fun. It's a ton of pickling. <laughs> they know. They know what you're asking for. Um, okay. Is there? What's the newest restaurant around? I'm sorry. I just love restaurants, mm -hmm. and I know you know a lot of restaurants. So. Sure. What about Mexican food? Uh, Las Fuentes. Oh, yeah. that Me and Arizo go there. Classic. Melodies. That's since we're kids. Yeah, it's all owned by the same. A vegan Mexican Leonor's killer. Believe it or not, their pizza. Any trucks? Any trucks? Um, tac Tacos Cuba. Tacuba is where I, right where I live now. Uh, they're pretty good. All right. Ron? Any food? Food places? What's your favorite Here food Here in Los place? Angeles? Um... Uh, this new pizza place I just discovered is called it's called Rocco's. It's in Beverly Hills, and I I was actually blown away by how good it was. Um, it rivals New York pizza. I will say that. And I was just in New York, and it was amazing. You wouldn't know. I was just there, and it was great pizza. So that's great for pizza. Um, Man, there's some there's some pretty good Italian places, believe it or not. One of my favorites. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Are you guys currently single or in I, a relationship of any kind? I am currently single um, and constantly healing. All right. Constantly yeah. healing. Yeah. I, you know, I'm just going to say it. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and therefore, hopefully healing with, healing, you know, with and to and for someone and uh, growing... How'd the last thing end? How was what kind of ending was it? It was a, a moment of just saying everything you needed to say that was built up and uh Did you go on sep did you was it a mutual thing? I'm just checking I, in on the dating scene. I've been out for I, five years. I think it's been I think it was mutual. Um definitely in the moment it was he, you know, heated and mutual, but it was Things were necessary to be put in perspective. What is your outlook on the dating scene right now in in L.A.? What I'll say is it's there's a lot of attractive women and it's encouraging, but at the same time, you kind of worry that, you know, they think like you're you're gonna be creeping on them. They pull the whole, you know, there's the whole Me Too thing. There's a residual yeah. thing. You're worried still about this Me yeah, Too. Yeah, you're worried that everything comes off creepy. Yeah, and and. You know, I mean, it's okay. I, I uh, just you don't know how to deal go with about. It. You I'm don't a know. Guy. It's I, hard. You don't know how to go about. Like, how do we go about approaching ladies these days? It's I, kind of strange. I do it confidently and and talk to them, and whether or not they're creeped out is kind of the first measure of if if they're cool or not. You know, in in a way, like you yeah, know, if they can ha have a conversation, um, that's an important thing. Is communicating as humans it seems like it's rough out there guys it seems like it's rough for me to me it was that's why i stayed single for so long it was just not <laughs> i'd rather just obsess over something impossible than actually have to go out there and 
and deal with things. I don't know, that's how it was for me. How about you, Ron? Oh, no. I don't know, man. I've, I've, I've recently had a whole new um, realization about, about dating. I'm, I'm not... I was... Hmm. I was way too focused on all the wrong things for a long time. Well, you're time. coming off hot off a divorce. Yeah. I'm, that uh, tends to happen. I was a, a mess. I felt like I got out of a time machine. <laughs> and I was like, what do you say? What do you do? Last time I checked in, there was that guy who was like well, no, doing mean, like the love. He had like the, the big hat. What's would you oh, say? The, the, you know, he was 10 years. That's long period yeah I was with I was with my ex-wife for 10 years it was a long time but um you know that's just the way I am I'm very dedicated to whatever I do you know um but you know it's like um I just I've recently had a new um almost epiphany I guess you could say it's just that a a healthy thing for me to do right now is just be friends with with just women that I know and, and not make all these rules and weird things about who... What are some of the rules that you used to make? Well, like, I don't know. Give me one of the rules. I didn't have any rules, actually, now that I think about it. There I were no... You do have rules. I don't think there were any rules. That was, yeah, maybe, was, that was maybe the problem. It was a pointed there statement. Was, there it was, must be a there, rule. There was no rules. I think there was some rules. Okay, um... Give us one of the rules. Okay, one of the rules was... Uh, she has to be attractive in a certain way. And which way I, would that be? I, what was your okay. old viewpoint? What My was old that viewpoint Tell, was describe that standard. It has to be a woman who's between five seven and five nine. Uh, you know, in the attractive age range of twenty five to maybe thirty two. Um, you know, there's I don't know. I could go for a girl older um, or younger, depending on her How- level. Old. How old? I don't think I would go. As, as I'll say as old as they are ripe, and that's that can be that can be old yeah, if they're if it's what? the right soul. You so know? both of you are on the same. Okay, so how I don't have old? Any, okay, how old? It doesn't. I I don't. I can't. Give me a number. I can't put a number on it. You I'll have say to. No. I'll start calling okay, out numbers. Okay. All right. All right. If she was no older than thirty-seven. That's the rule. That's a rule. There you I, go. I'm, I, where I'm, are you at? I'm, I, I'm I, open to, you know. Wait, wait, wait. There has to be a number, though. Uh, Let's say 80. No, I, I'll, I'll cut Let's it. Let's work our way back. 70. So I'll, I'll cut it to, to 50, the oldest. Okay. For me. That's, okay. As, as I like a, that. As a 34-year-old hey, man. Hey, that's pretty progressive. Um, I like that. I have seen some women that age. Oh, because to me, I would so, vomit just, if... Totally, you know, beautiful women. It's it, it's no, dynamic. No, it's true. It's true. Well, it's the reason that I have to put that age limit on there is because I want to have kids, and I ain't gonna be having no kids with a fifty-year-old woman. I would that's like just, kids. That's that's just the bottom but, line. But you know what? If it, if it, there's women that have had kids at that age because they're healthy as as can be, so. But not whatever. okay. But not most of them. Is all I'm saying. Like forty-six. Is like a pretty much the maximum a woman can have sure, a kid. Sure, sure. I'm not debating. So, just, but it's possible. so all I'm saying is if I gotta put 37 as the limit because I want to have at least two kids with her. So she has a kid at 38 and she has a kid at 40 and we're good. We're done. How old are you? I'm 41. All right. Yeah. So, but see the, the how thing, young? How young? Oh man, that's a tough one because I don't think I could go younger than like 20. 22 maybe 
It just seems it seems too young. Like I don't know why. I don't like I'm trying to I relate. I, I, I I got a forty-one. That's kind of hard to relate to a twenty. I would year. agree with that statement. Yeah. I can't. Yeah, I don't think I could date a girl that young. I don't think I could date a girl that young. So like, like I think like the youngest would be maybe like twenty-six, twenty-seven, at the youngest. Because it's just like, okay, actually I take that back, because there was a girl. There were f- a few girls actually. A few girls that I met when I one of the podcast when I was in the um, when I was in this hospital in New York, I ran into two of the nurses that were wow, quite attractive, very well spoken, very mature, and the patience of a effing saint. I'm sure okay. you found out. Yeah, how patient they could be. Yeah, I did. Because you were there exactly. because you were losing your fucking mind. Right? No. 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 What were you in there for? I was there voluntarily for exhaustion. Yeah. Why were you exhausted? Because I had just broken up with my wife and I was going a little crazy. Yeah, you was, lost your it mind. A, it was a safe yeah. card. I will call it. Ron, it's okay. The it's first when I met Ron, we partied, we had a great time. And then he went a little crazy and I visited him at the hospital and oh, man. wrapped his toothbrush up. With a bunch of toilet paper, and I loved him. That's when we became friends. Me and Ron weren't that close until I visited you at the hospital that one time. Yeah. And that's when we became close. Yeah. I said, hey, this guy, he's wow. smart enough to be so, insane. So here's the in thing, though. Situation. But, but, but let me clarify, though. Let me clarify, though. Um, <laughs> you have to tell him about it. <laughs> yeah. Let me, let me clarify for a second. Um, you know... I, the whole stigma behind health and mental health and all that oh, stuff. Oh, no, thing. there's no, nothing listen, to that. But listen, listen, listen. I'm listen. just saying, you're in there this picking up on these nurses. Meanwhile, you're testing their patience beyond all, <laughs> beyond all well, what I'll they're getting you, paid. You I'll tell you subject one, to this as a Hold woman. on a second. <laughs> hold on a second. Let me tell you this, okay? <laughs> yeah, there were a you're few, not safe there outside were, the there hospital There were a few of the nurses that were 21, 24... Yeah. And okay. I will tell you this: you know, I was like, these guys are I was very impressed with their level of maturity, the things that they had accomplished in their life, their family, yeah, their standing with nursing their, school, their families. Yeah. All, I mean, they, they told me they told me so many things about their lives. That's you know, so the, scary the ones, for them. Yeah, anyway, that was dangerous. The one, <laughs> <laughs> that was dangerous. That was foolish. They shouldn't be in there telling mental patients. Yeah, I'm 21. My parents. Okay. <laughs> Anyway. Well, so that's the, that's the boundary. Okay, I get it. Okay. Where do you guys... So do you guys even... Because I know when I was single, it was like, there'd be those nights like, let's go out. The ladies. Let's go see some ladies. Yeah, we, well, we did that. It's yeah. hard. When you guys were just in Vegas, did you actually go to Vegas, Vegas? No. no. We didn't go just, once. I was so wondering. We, I'm glad you didn't. Yeah, family. We couldn't do it. Yeah. Oriented. Um, it's like a headache. It, we the, just got to... The fucking Bellagio. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, w- I couldn't burn at all tips at, at that juncture. I, no. I took it easy. <laughs> I mean, we burnt, <laughs> we burnt some tips, but it wasn't wasn't that that kind of tip. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was some. Uh, it was more of like a roasted tip of the brisket. That's as far as the, that's as far as we went with burning the tips. Do you guys? Are you guys gonna be uh, putting out any singles? Are you gonna do an album? You guys should do a single. Yeah, well, yeah, we, we, are one a, good we, have, we are doing three, a single of that song. Yeah, we have a, we have at least three or four 
songs and this this one you heard tonight is pretty much wrote itself and I think it just kind of jumped out of there and so that's the one we'll lead with yeah and uh, but there's a whole other side of it that we can't wait to show which is it's more, our experimental uh, more dreamscape side. like yeah yeah it, the experimental it, it, side of our music is where we turn drum machines on and we just kind of let noises go and then we play over it almost like jazz I, I call it simply a you know mood painting beautiful you know, we, we and some of it's textures. good and some of it's not so good I'm just gonna be honest you know it's, when you when you get into that realm of experimentation there's gonna be some times where it's like not feel, so good and you and you have to yeah. be able to when you're up there on stage you have to be able to hear it happening and then in real time just correct it it's fun it's just like jazz you know it's the spirit of jazz you just write you ride the wave and you listen number one and you play what's not there number two and miles is always on your side the playing what's not there thing is something i've adapted and i put it into like all aspects of creativity like it's and it, and I especially put it into these days into comedy mm-hmm. as I look around and I go, "What isn't happening? like everybody's crowding and trying to do the same fucking thing, and it's like, what isn't being done here you know and and leaving certain things out, leaving certain like moves out that normal people would do mm-hmm. it like in the Hollywood scene, like with music and everything. It's like there's they think everyone thinks there needs to be a certain pattern to how to get in the spotlight. It's like do your Instagram. Oh, join this battle of the bands. Do that like there's so many lame fucking things. Right. And I think that the most important thing you can do is just be an artist, make art you want to hear and do anything you want. Anything you want and don't be imba- like don't be afraid to just take a leap and put together something because like a lot of times like I don't know where to go next but I know like I want to put together a really awesome comedy show somewhere just one time I don't need it to be a monthly thing I'm not trying to make it my living I just want to do one great comedy music show you know so I'm hoping you guys can join me in that I'm thinking of doing it maybe at the Scotland Yard and doing like a, just a good night of music and comedy, one-time thing. We get it all figured out. I love it. And we just knock out like just a great show, because mm-hmm. people get to, um, and in a way like their ambition waters down the the product. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like oh, I want to do a weekly show, and I have yeah. to. You know, like, I have to maintain this level every week. So you end up with, like, one good show and then a million shitty shows. And I'd like to just do, like, one great show, take a little time, put together another great show at a great venue. Hit it hard. Do it. Yeah, and and do things like that rather than just showing up everywhere all the time. Yeah, I I think that... um... That's part of part of what this project grew out of in a way is we can just show up and do what we've kind of always done when we share a space together. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I like projects like that. It keeps me alive. It keeps things fresh, relevant, vulnerable on the sharing ground. Uh, the Like the project that you and I have d- uh, did, yeah. God of Wine. That was great. Just, that was we show up amazing. And you have this, this, this togetherness, this you intention. You still have the mini-corg? 
thing. Yes. I have, yeah. We it. should bring that out and do totally. it. We need to do another show. That's what I'm thinking for that night. Like, you guys perform some stand-up. At the end of the night, we do, like, a God of Wine set. Like, after things wind down, just do a weird experimental thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah. Dude. Anything else going on? Anything else you guys want to talk about here? Anything to promote? Anything cool going on? Well, I was just thinking while Robert was talking that, um, you know, to explain another way of... To explain another way of, um, of how we approach our music is that you allow the subconscious to take over. And um, and that's it becomes kind of like a mon- and, and, mantra stream. And you know what? And that's mantras. like that's like the main thing is like when you're not thinking about it, that is when the best art happens. Yeah. And it's it's very hard because you have to surrender yourself to whatever it is, the song, the moment, whatever it is that you're trying to get across. And it's 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 very hard to do. I will say it is very hard. It's it's like. It's like catching a ta- a tiger by the tail. You know what I mean? You you don't want it to bite you, but you want it to yeah. be a little bit angry and you got to put it back in the cage and that's what people want to see. I I mean I, I'm 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 I don't know how else to explain it. It's like a crude way of explaining it, but it's it really is. It's it's like controlled chaos. People don't want to see yeah, you exactly. go up there and go This is what a band Sounds like you know yeah, what I'm talking yeah, yeah, about. They yeah. don't. Nobody wants well, to hear. Nobody, we all like. We all like to listen. Like, there's got some. There's got to be some I, we, I think the three it. of us can agree. We like the sound of music where it sounds like even on a recording, it sounds like anything could happen. Mm-hmm. Like oh my god, that drummer attention. may have messed up, but he didn't on the like just because it's a recording, you don't feel necessarily safe. You like listen to it and you can feel feel the passion. You can hear them fighting to keep keep it going yeah and th- yeah so many times it's easy to flush all of that out with production and and you know just uh, edits well, and fucking a million and, and i'll tell you what happens with, things with, up with, too with, much with the exception of this newest song kill the noise which i totally took a compositional approach classically with some germs and elements and figures and shapes we tend to just go stream of conscious it's never the same way twice on a lot of the material we do but what we do is we go into these areas and moods and that's kind of the vehicle more than any specific but we do have hooks we do have vocal hooks Absolutely. in you our have, songs you like have this landing points like connect the dots, yeah i mean we don't know, we don't it's not jazz just like that it's it's jazz but there's a there is a well, that's hook. all that's all the these three words was yeah we had just Play that we would just kind of know the song, but it was like every song was would lend itself to jamming a little yeah. bit. And even when you were in the band, when we were in out in the woods, like whenever we all get together, it turns into this thing where it's like it would feel foolish to play the song perfectly exactly how it was every time. Like you gotta jam this out a little. Yeah, bit. because when you're not a when you're not a band, it's like on a label or anything. You gotta show a little bit more of what you can do. It's like a hot girl that nobody knows about yet. Well, that's why I mean? people love Led Zeppelin live and all those bands, because they would cut loose and they'd let it rip for a while. That's right. At the right time, just when you wanted it to. Yeah. Do you think that? Do you guys think that these bands? Okay. Truly, just... were dealing with Satan. No. 
I don't think so, not knowingly. But I do think that there has to be a spiritual element to your music, and if there's not, you're dead in the water. You're you just you're not even making music. It's just like. It's just white fucking noise. No yeah, one wants it's, um, it's interesting. It's, it's, it's white noise. It's no a simple one wants thing. Like I, I, I feel like, as a musician, it's our jobs to let the listen to what the music's telling us to do. It's it's driving us through its channel. We're we're vibrating with it as it comes in and goes out, and I, hopefully that intentions maintained. Yeah, I always consider myself the conduit. Yeah, and never the vessel. I'm here to just be part of the delivery service Mm -hmm. I'm I'm here and that's my job and I don't want to interfere too much Mm -hmm. and put too much of my own spin on it even though you do naturally because it comes through you and it's that's what your style of filter does it's like putting it through the cliff filter putting it through the Robert filter an an interesting word for that I mean it's it's a form of submission submitting to yeah the music as the it's. I mean, it's telling us. It's telling us. It is. It is. You can't be. You can't boss it around. You have to yeah. like let it dictate and be uh-huh. humble enough to acknowledge that. Hey, maybe. Uh, maybe I don't have. It's not the way I imagined it. It's something better. And I love that exactly. You. You know, you can think of all these things, but then when you hear it come together. Well, because like, we don't sketch, know anything. Sometimes yeah. I go back to the thought of. We had all the ingredients to make cell phones and batteries and all the technology we have today thousands of years ago. We just didn't know how to use it. And so how beautiful is the thought of the things we don't know? And so that's a, that's a comforting thought. And just letting the, letting the vibrations take the wheel. That's a great redreamer. You know, anyone yeah, can see be, that would be it's a like, movement. Anyone that can, would that would be a can, song right there. Anyone that would be can, a dreamer's song. Yeah, and we welcome other other people to it. It's a it's just a, a wave of expression. And it, it could be a collection. It's but start out with the two of us, and it's that's the core. Hell yeah! Freedom. Well, I can't wait to hear the songs. I'll announce it on here too when you guys release a song. Maybe we'll have you guys back do a segment. Tell tell people we got you know the music out there. Yeah. When do you think that'll come out? Probably make it How happen. long does it take? I'll try and make it happen this week because. Uh, really? Yeah. That's well, badass. Well, yeah. Yeah, definitely this month. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah December. Gonna, yeah, the month of December for sure. Start out um, the new year with a with a freaking profile on Spotify and iTunes and build that thing. Yeah, it's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, especially because we meet a lot of people and it's like. If you have an actual product to show to people, you know, I mean, I... Yeah, in this product... It seems ridiculous, like, we're old enough to, to know this by now, but, you know, it does take a while sometimes to get your niche and to know how to hit... What's the answer? <laughs> That's just one of my favorite things, is to cut Rana and ask a new question. Yeah, you but can... But what's your Instagram handle? You can find us at Redreamers Music. On Instagram? Instagram, um... What yeah, about your personal? Do you have a personal one, or is that you yeah. using that one? I, we use that one. That's for that. Um, we each have our own personal. I have music I do as well at um, Instagram and Facebook with um, R. Van Curen. My first initial, last name, super simple. R. Van Curen, look it up on Instagram. Ron, where are you at? Where can they look at Ron things? Um, let's see. You can go to Ronnie Felico at uh, Instagram. 
And then on uh, Facebook, I'm Ronaldo Felico. That's it. All right, guys. Well, you heard it here first. I want you to stay tuned. Enjoy the rest of this wild year. And cut loose. Much love from all the sweet angels. Love Let's you. all say goodbye at the same time. Goodbye. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Frazier has left the building. <laughs>